is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Oh, hey, friends. Hey, buddies. Hey, guys. How are you on this day? I'm here to talk about some good news. I'm your host, Hannah Canningator. We are going to talk about the people, places, and current events affecting the world in a positive, and now I'm adding solution-based way. This week on the podcast is Eric Feltes. Eric is an actor slash writer slash comedic performer and improviser slash all of those good things. You can see him on this season of My Crazy Ex on Lifetime or also, not or, just also, the all LGBTQ improv team called Rainbow Bright. You can follow them on Instagram at Rainbow Bright Comedy. He's also a past teacher and current substitute teacher. You know how much the good news loves teachers. And to make that even better, he is creating a comic web series called The Substitute about a struggling actor who decides to become a substitute teacher, loosely based on his experiences in real life. They have an Indiegogo page right now, which will be there for the next month or so. Links to that will be on the Boardwalk Audio page episode description, as well as the Facebook page. Uh, You can also go to www.ericfeltes.com to find out more about the Substitute web series. He also has a really great blog there as well. And as always, if you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. Those reviews are how I get to move forward in the search results and get more good news out there to the people. Also, I am now at Boardwalk Audio. So check out the website boardwalkaudio.com for a bunch of other diverse and fun podcasts. They have a lot going on there. And hey... You know what? If you shop on Amazon, the next time you do, go go over to the little website, boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. That's my page just for always, just for future reference. And uh, click on the little support our artists button at the top. Once you do that, you'll be rerouted to Amazon and you can just shop around like you normally would and put stuff in your cart and have it delivered to your house in like a crazy fast amount of time. Uh, The only difference is that when you check out, Amazon gives a little teensy-weensy bit of kickback to the show. It's a pretty cool setup, and it helps me keep my show a-rolling in the dough. Just kidding, there's no dough rolling here. Unless it's me eating tubs of cookie dough and rolling around on the floor. (laughs) Ha-ha! Bits, bits, bits. Okay, let's talk about some good news! some freaking real good news. Okay, are you ready? Here we are. Here we are. It's a Saturday. How's your day been? Have we started? (laughs) Yeah, this is me starting. Oh my god, I just got nervous. (laughs) Are we live? We're live. We're, uh, everyone's tuned in. (laughs) My day was awesome. I slept in today. Oh, very nice. And then I caught up on Scandal. Mm. And then I went to the gym and now I'm here. Oh, good job going to the gym. Drinking mimosas with you. Cheers. Good job going to the gym. Thank you. Um, do you usually have weekends off? Um, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a substitute teacher. Kids don't usually go to school on the oh, weekends. right. <laughs> but, um... I do work at a fitness center on Sundays, but I only work one shift a week. Do you get free membership uh-huh. for doing that? Mm-hmm. That is the jam. It is. I like finding jobs in which I have free stuff. I guess I don't have yeah. anything free for subbing, but that's uh-huh. okay. It works. Free art supplies? I could steal some stuff. <laughs> I have I have stolen a couple books in my life. Why am I saying this? <laughs> I mean, like, I usually, like, this is more in Chicago than here, but, like, I'll, like, start reading a book, and then I'll get hooked, and I'll, like, st- steal it. and then I'll, But then I'll, like, put it back in another school so i'm like it's like the, uh, <laughs> yeah it's like that library thing that it's all the same do. district so it's totally fine mm-hmm. um 
Also, what what grade do you substitute? Oh, it, is it lots of different grades? I do, yeah, K through okay. twelve, anything. Uh, I just had an image of you like finding a Berenstein Bears book <laughs> and getting hooked and being like, I gotta bring this home. <laughs> well, why not? I yeah. love the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, Berenstein, awesome. Berenstein, Baron Berenstein. Are you saying it with a G? I'm asking. Berenstein, 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 like S T. <laughs> Bears sting. No, Bernstein. Are they German? Yeah. Hello, the Bernstein Bears. Um, Well, uh, let's dive in. I think I might have chosen too many stories to do, so we can never have enough good news. But like, but like we were saying, some of them aren't huge good news, so I like doubled up on a couple of them. This first, oh my god, my computer is driving me crazy. Uh, So this is about a pastor in Africa uh, who found a 706 carat diamond because he he's like a pastor normally times and then other times does he mines he's like a miner it makes total sense to me <laughs> in his spare I don't know the story this is a new one for me oh I think it just came up a day or two ago um, so he found a 706 carat diamond what does that even look like I'll show you. It looks like a giant yellow. It's like the size of a his palm. It's like a several. That's like a good two and a half inch across, right? Yeah. And it's yellow. I don't know what kind of diamond that is. Um, uh, it is. It's only 403 carats short of the largest uncut diamond ever found. And the the last like one found that was this big was in the 70s. Um, but anyway, so he found it and then he decided to give it to basically the country. Like he gave it to the president. Um, this is in Sierra Leone. And the president was like, well, that's very nice of you. We'll we're going to give him like they're going to give him a portion of the sales but basically it hasn't been appraised yet but whatever it's worth they're going to give uh it's all going towards his country in Africa mhm that's pretty cool Sierra what Leon. would you have done with that diamond um i don't probably not given it to the us government <laughs> yeah <laughs> there um i I, I feel like this story especially spoke to me because I was just at the Museum of Natural History and their gem uh, exhibit is a gem. <laughs> <laughs> and you said I'm you're not good I with did. puns. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> I did one. Um, it's real good. It's a real good exhibit. But they have a diamond there. That is uh, like one of the rarest diamonds ever. What I want about the gem exhibit is for them to put dollar amounts underneath mm-hmm. all the stones. Because they tell you how many carats, but like, I don't know what that means. Well, I wonder if that would the dollar amount change over time? Yes, probably. And it also changes w- depending on what type of diamond it is. Do you know this? Because you sound like you really know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an e- expert in diamonds. <laughs> Sorry, my shorts were just turning into underwear. Um, it was attractive. I wish you could see it. <laughs> She's having a really good hair day, too. It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I look like Sporty Spice in a diaper right now. Um, yeah, so I guess because there's not, it's not appraised yet and I don't know anything about diamonds, that's probably all I have to say about this one. This is a terrible way to start the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this dude found these diamonds. It's yellow. He found, a, he found a really big diamond. It was a, the biggest found in, since 1970. It's sometime in the 70s. <clears throat> and he's giving it to his country. Yeah. He's giving it over. What a selfless act. Yeah. Yeah. I to appreciate help, that. To help his... Uh, Says the man who <laughs> just admitted to stealing books <laughs> from public from schools. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate other people who balance out my mm-hmm. stealing of books. Um, I've only done it for the record. I've only done it like twice, and they were both really. Good. I don't remember what books they were, but they were really good. It was like eighth grade reading level, but I was hooked, so I just kept it and then gave it to another school. Books are for sharing. Thank you. Or some kid really wanted to read that book and couldn't find it. Well, ever. sucks to be him. <laughs> Sometimes you got to <laughs> teach children lessons about how much about life sucks. Life. <clears throat> um, speaking of school, 
computer is going so slow. Okay, so speaking of schools, it it's spring break now, kind of, in some places. We're in spring break season. Yeah, it's the season of spring. Yeah, some schools are off this week. Some schools are off. Like, LAUSD is off in middle of April, I think. Or, like, uh, April 9th or something. Yeah, I, I feel like mine was in April. Um, but some people are, have already had their yeah, spring break. and they're off now, even. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nonprofit uh, called Grid Alternatives, which is uh, the, a company that installs solar pa- panels on lower income households um, to help them reduce their utility bills. And there's over 200 students from 15 different schools across the country. Uh, Grid Alternatives does like a volunteering program. So all these college kids for their spring break spent their spring break installing solar panels for low-income houses. Um, we Solar power is hot right now. You just did a story about hot. it two weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like every week I find another thing about energy alternatives, either wind, solar, or... Because it just makes sense. Hydropowered, yeah. It's start- cost-efficient, mm-hmm. especially solar power. They're not even that expensive. No, and, they, uh, and the sun is around. All this time, All hopefully. Time. I mean, if it's not, then we have bigger problems yeah. than energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's uh, it makes me really happy that it, it's just starting to become more of a, every time that I'm looking for good news, I'm always finding one about uh, helping the environment. And also, I mean, I think I say this every week, but it's just so cost efficient. And people are starting to realize that. And so that's what's making things change, I think. Um, so these houses that are low income, they end up saving like 80% on their electricity bill. Um, and yeah, this company grid alternatives, it's just a cool way, cool way to spend your spring break. Especially when, yeah, I mean, especially I love hearing, sorry, I love hearing stories about students who are giving back to the environment and are socially aware of their surroundings. I think it's easy for kids to not do that but kids that are more aware and take action is always very admirable yeah well especially because that's like they're holding the future in their hands you know what i mean okay calm down (laughs) (laughs) calm down i mean they are yeah uh yeah so it's really awesome when um when the youth the youth of our world gets involved and does stuff and volunteers. Um, I have a. Can I add a story? Yeah, do it. Um, oh do shoot, story. I don't have the um, exact specs in front of me. But speaking of children, yeah, my cousin's uh, daughter. She's four, and she wanted to raise. She wanted to collect a hundred blankets and a hundred stuffed animals from family and friends and give them to local um, homeless shelters. She's four. Oh. She ended up collecting that. like over 900 stuffed animals and over, like almost 200 blankets for local homeless shelters. And that's so that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I was really inspired by a four-year-old last week. Yeah, I love that. I feel like uh, little kids especially, those are the stories that make me super happy because it always comes from them being like, why is that person sleeping there? Why is this person like dressed like this? And an adult ex- explaining to them like, because right. um, the world is sad and the kid is like, oh God, no. Well, yeah. we got to get some blankets together and like help this out. It just makes sense. Yeah. I, um, this is like five years ago. I ran into one of my, um, like my kindergarten teachers like five <laughs> years ago and she, and I don't remember this, but she told me a story of on Halloween. I was dressed as a clown in kindergarten <laughs> she, and she saw me like taking my costume off to give it to a kid who didn't have a oh. costume. <laughs> I don't know what I had underneath it, but it just makes sense. Share your costume, yeah. share your clown costume guys. Yeah. And when you're little, that's just so what I guess. Yeah. We all, we all lose our little kid mind and everybody has to survive. And so I guess we, people lose that niceness. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't do that anymore. I don't know. I wouldn't take off my clown costume, no. <laughs> but go past Eric, you know? He's a cool yeah. kid. And little kids, I mean, just want to say it again, they're holding the future <laughs> in their hands. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, lo- I, I really love that story. 900 blankets is... 900, over 900 stuffed animals, I think. I think, God, I hope I have those numbers right. I have a tendency of making things up, but I think I am almost positive. I'll find it on my phone and I'll confirm it in a minute. Okay. So I don't sound like a crazy person. Um, Let's see. Uh, So while you do that, Mm -hmm. uh, this next little one, this one just made me kind of, it's just a little thing and it made me happy. So uh, these two opposing congressmen from Texas were both going to... uh, like vote um on opposing issues from san antonio they were on their way to washington dc and there was a huge snowstorm in texas and their plane got canceled they were on the same plane because they're both congressmen and so they needed to get there and they decided to rent a car together and drive the 1600 mile thing with just the two of them because they were both like you got to go to this we both got to be in dc let's sounds like a rom-com doesn't it <laughs> it does it's like a just a great gay political rom-com <laughs> and they fall in love and they like are bipartisan and just beautiful they called it uh, i actually really love that they they did a um they did a fa- like a live stream of their like a lot of their road trip like they just kept doing live streams on Facebook and yeah they called it the bipartisan road trip yeah i take i pay, take back what i said it sounds more like like planes trains and automobiles or something <laughs> right like i feel like a movie can be made from this yeah um i watched the first i started to watch it it's an hour long though so you gotta like kind of have some time to set aside they really documented the whole thing but i watched like the first 10 minutes and it's very cute (laughs) and i want to maybe go in and watch like maybe some minutes in the middle and then the end uh yeah just these dudes who are like in their 40s being like we just got donuts and the one of them the democrat uh calls his mom and facetimes her (laughs) during it but do you Um, think like when they like finally reached their destination and saw their friends they do you think they pretended like they didn't know each other they like flipped each other off and tripped each other going into the voting (laughs) um i guess i don't know i think they um like what they took away from the end of it was they really wanted to reiterate that even when you're coming from different sides, especially in the political climate right now, like remember that you're people and you have similar interests and like you can be empathetic and sit in a car, like learn something about each other before being angry. Have you ever seen that picture of Michelle Obama and um, Bush hugging Oh, yeah. I think I know I which love one you're it. talking about. He said yeah. that he just, he well, he adores her, and he talked about how they just, I don't remember exactly what he said, but they always get along. And it's it's one of my favorite pictures politically just because it's exactly what you're saying. And yeah. It's, <clears throat> we're all human beings. Yeah, and it's so... And in the end, children are holding, <laughs> are holding the, future. the future in their hands. Tiny, tiny hands. <laughs> um... Yeah, I really like that. I just think it's important to keep remembering that. Um, well, uh, my really good friend Oakley, who was on an episode like uh, probably three or four back, she and I have been talking a lot about just empathy and having conversations with people coming not from a listen to me standpoint, but like a let me listen to you and then maybe we can. Having a discussion in order in order to try to learn something as opposed to try to teach something. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, and that's why uh, I think I've also said this before. That's why I like comedy so much because I feel like that's one of the f- the first breakdowns of people's differences is when you're laughing at the same thing, I feel like. Mm. Like you're in a room with people who you would think you wouldn't get along with at all, and then all of a sudden you're all laughing at the same joke. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, yeah, we do think similar things or we have this common ground now that we can talk about and maybe like trusting that in that conversation can lead to other stuff and you walk away well yeah i mean and comedy is just a medicine right for everything yeah you know and if we can't laugh at ourselves and laugh at each other then what are we living for it's bad (laughs) then the world is a bad bad place Mm -hmm. (laughs) um 
Yeah, so I like that one. It's really cute. I'll post it on the Facebook page. Look at you with a Facebook page now. I know. You're I like started really, out. You're really important now. <laughs> I have a, I have a freaking page. I started out with a blog and a website, but I just was having a hard time. For, for some reason, the Facebook is. This is the part where my battery died on my recorder and I didn't realize for a long, long time. So there's no segue. We just start talking again. Guys, I'm taking over the <laughs> podcast because this is the third time. I've been here like nine and a half hours and you're only getting an hour and 15 minutes of it because she does not have her stuff together. I have thought I was recording. Okay, the first time the batteries died and I didn't realize. Uh. Uh, and the and then the second time we we had some great bits going and I realized. I was really funny. <laughs> and you guys are not going to hear how funny it was. And I can't do it again. You can't do funny stuff again. Yeah. And then it just sounds like a, to the two people in the room other than me, it sounds like a poser. It's not like it's the only thing I know how to do is the funny stuff I did. God. I'm so mad. I'm so sorry. But we did have useful information to back mm-hmm. up um, what I was saying earlier about my um, cousin's little four-year-old, whose name is Ella. She, <laughs> You're shooting she, me such looks. Yeah, I'm so mad. She raised 933 stuffed animals and one hundred and one hundred seventy-five blankets, all for local homeless shelters in the Chicagoland area, and I think that's pretty awesome of her. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Good job, Ella. Yeah. What a beautiful name. <laughs> okay, don't try to like kiss up to me now, <laughs> just because you murdered my funny bits that I'm not going to redo. People listening are so mad. They feel like they're getting... They have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they're missing out. I'm so sorry. Um, But now we're ready to go. And we actually weren't that far into the next thing before I realized that the recorder stopped. So this next part is about... And Eric already knew about it anyway, so I'm not ruining any surprises. This is about an art project that takes place in the Coachella Valley. And they what uh, this girl has done... She's a part of like an artist uh, collab, I think, from what I could gather, called Desert X, which just does a lot of different um, different art projects all around like the Coachella Valley and Desert Palms area. But specifically in those areas, there's a ton of billboards, um, and they all have advertising on them, and they're really ugly. And, and they cover up beautiful mountains. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other part about that should be noted. Yeah. Uh, that valley is like, it's a desert. And then there's it all of a sudden just huge mountains shoot up. <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to articulate the beauty. But they're real big mountains. And it's crazy because on one side is desert and Palm Springs and like that whole uh where the rat pack used to go and lay out and have the drinks it's like where frank sinatra and marilyn monroe they all used to the mountains no to the the valley oh the desert part oh but then the mountains that you see from that desert when you get to the top the other side is like Idlewild and all the and it's like um super snowy and crazy and mountainy right on the other side so I always think that's a California cool. is so cool. It's crazy. Yeah, we got everything here. Yeah. I hope that we start our own country. I'm really I wonder what's happening in the apartment. I don't I- think our view our viewers, I don't think our listeners know what's happening what, cuz it's been cut off the last two times. Someone's getting murdered next door. I don't know. It, I apologize listeners if I've already said this. I've said it several times, but I think <laughs> it's been muted or no batteries or something. Really. Anyway, people are being murdered next door and it just sounds very just it's Ruining our good news. <laughs> I know it's not. How dare them? We still them haven't told them the good news of this story. Oh, though. I'm sorry. No, oh gosh. Okay. So, so there's mountains and there's billboards. That's all you've okay. gotten so far. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to keep you on track. Thank you. Are we being I recorded knew. right now? Do you want to check? <laughs> oh my god, we're not recording. Um, I like that you actually checked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've looked like three times to make sure it's recording. Um, <clears throat> so what this artist has done is taken the the billboards Eric already had to listen to me try and struggle through how to 
visually explain this. The billboards are in front of gorgeous mountains, as we've said. And what she's done is uh, taken the billboard space and replaced the ads that are there that look awful with actual photos of the mountains that are blown up huge and they match up perfectly with the mountains so that it looks like you're looking through the billboard at them. That was a really good description. Was that good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but you you guys are gonna have to actually look at this visually. I think you're gonna you're gonna put it on Facebook. Yeah. I'm gonna put it on the Facebook. Which uh as I was saying before I got cut off, it's just um easier for everybody involved. To see it. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um so yeah, always check out the Facebook. What is your Facebook by the way? My uh, my personal one? No. No <laughs> I don't care about you. <laughs> I'm already friends with you. Um, it is at Hello and Good News. That makes sense because mm-hmm. that's the name of the podcast. Yeah, kept hey, it real simple. Are you able to? Um, are you able to? What a weird question. Can you tell me <laughs> what Hello Hank means? Oh, are you able to physically <laughs> say the words to describe what Hello Hank means? Yeah. So Hank is my uh, nickname because my name. Uh, for two different reasons. Oh. My name, Hannah yeah. K, and a lot of people call me Han, so Han K spells Hank. And then also, um, when I was a baby, it was my nickname because uh, m- we didn't have a lot of money when I was younger. My parents used to buy all my clothes from thrift stores. Because also when you're a baby, your sizes are changing. All on the time, a constant. like every other day. Yeah, so uh, I was wearing androgynous clothes i guess or little boy clothes and we Mm -hmm. my mom and my aunt were at a truck stop and uh this like big beefy truck trucker dude walked in and was like oh that's a real cute baby what's his name and my mom was like her name is hannah and he went hank hank that's a great name for a boy hi hank and just like kept calling me hank and so that was my nickname when i was a baby oh hello hank yeah and then again uh also as an adult so and then cool when I was that's a great to, story thanks yeah um, I lo- it's my favorite nickname and then when i was trying to think of a website i think hello hank was the easiest one somebody already has the email hello hank though i hate them mm-hmm. i want it yeah um <laughs> have you emailed them and asked them you know what their email is uh hello hank uh, <laughs> uh my story is better than yours i would like to hear about why your name's hank yeah Bring him on the podcast. Have a discussion. Yeah. Drive him in a six-hour car ride across the country <laughs> to some congressional some... something or other, and yeah. maybe you'll actually learn to love each other. Listen to some rock and put on some dad glasses and some fast glasses <laughs> and a fanny pack. <laughs> fanny pack? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if all that got cut out too. I won't be able to know. What until the fanny later. pack? The part about the fast glasses. Oh God, I hope not. It was so good. It's I, okay. Yeah. We described how these guys looked and we were hilarious, which if it does, uh, if it was recording and you don't think so. <laughs> yeah. can't tell. You can only say like, God, I was so funny when people weren't there. Yeah. Like the things that they didn't hear, I can say I was so funny because they have to take my word for it. Yeah. But if they actually heard it and I said I was funny, I'd be like, you weren't that funny. Yeah. It was just okay. I just like smiled a little in my car. Guys, I just want to say I've moved on from mimosas to an Arby's shake that I left in <laughs> Hannah's freezer like months, months ago. ago. <laughs> I was going through her freezer without asking. And I found the shake. I'm like, oh, that's mine. I told him I it's saved it. so good. Uh, I don't throw very much stuff away. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. So we've got the um, check, out, check out the billboards. They're very cool. Oh, and one thing I was explaining the last time I explained this um, was... So the way that she did these billboards was that when you drive up, they align at a certain point. So like as you're driving by them, they align perfectly with the mountains at a certain point. And I guess she did that, obviously, because that's just the cool way to do it. But also because it was a technique that when billboards first became a thing, um, different advertising, it was like a gimmick that billboards would do where you could only see what they were saying at a certain point on like driving by them so i don't know she she's paying homage to the history of the billboard while replacing it that's oh burma shave the language of billboard advertising 
of this kind of reading where it like lines up at a certain point is recur is ref- Jesus Christ <laughs> is referred to as Burma Shave after the shaving company of the same name who used uh, it's called sequential placement to create messaging that can only be read um, only from a moving vehicle. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I was like, wait a, it's a whole, it's a whole art piece. You guys. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we are on to the GoFundMe of the week. Um, which this one's very local and it actually, it's possible it could be over by the time this airs. Cause this airs in like five days. But it's for the clubhouse, the um, comedy where so much comedy is performed here in L.A. And it's kind of the place where um, this amazing woman named uh, Rebecca Drysdale started this a while back just as a place for people who are up and coming or may not have a performance outlet to be able to perform. And it's where indie shows first started here. So like. There was always UCB and the Groundlings and Second City, but like if you weren't on one of their main stages a couple years ago, there was no nowhere else to perform other than like sometimes people do shows in people's houses or something like that. So she basically bought a space and called it the clubhouse, and it's where the first like bigger indie shows started and you could actually go and show up and people would just hang out there and do comedy and do improv and then they relocated to this space that's on Vermont now that has both an upstairs and a downstairs and they I think that's been around for two years now but it's just where it's where everybody goes to have a home that's doing improv and they also do stand up and sketch there as well um it's just an awesome space. Classes are done there. You can perform there. They have shows. So many shows. They have an insane amount of shows. And um, it's just a cool thing. And I don't know what the comedy scene would be like without it here in L.A. Because it's just where everybody meets each other and does stuff. So the GoFundMe of this week is it's, it needs some leaven right now. Um, it got bed. <laughs> there was bed bugs in all the furniture this year. Somebody run, so they had to get rid of all the furniture and do <laughs> like a big replacing of that. Um, the AC isn't working. It just needs like. And there, uh, I did a show there a couple nights ago, and there was a leak in the ceiling. It it's just people are in there all day every day, and it needs. It's time for it to like get a facelift a little TLC yeah so they got they did get new furniture and that's obviously all taken care of but um this all teams pay rent um to be able to do shows there but then like all this stuff would come out of comes out of pocket basically and so everybody in the community throws in 20 bucks or whatever and then you know just shares it and so if you feel like throwing a couple bucks towards a thing or you live in LA and you like comedy, it's a really good one to donate to. New AC like wall fixtures and there's like some <laughs> there's like some holes in the walls in places right now and it just needs needs some help. So go fund me. I'll post it on the Facebook page. Um uh, but if you just look up the clubhouse. And also I just really like the whole history of it cuz I wouldn't have anywhere to perform as often as I do without it. And I know that everybody feels that way. So, and Rebecca need our community here in LA. Yeah. It's created a huge community and people go like the other night, Charles had a show there and I went to just go do work on my computer on the couches while I waited for him. And then like I had a show after that. It's just a place where people like always feel fine going to support other people or do shows or, whatever have you it's definitely created a community space which when you live in a giant sprawl like los angeles is so necessary nobody Mm -hmm. has apartments where people can like everyone's got a small apartment it's nobody's got like a house where you can just there it's like so good to have a general community space and a theater that is really like it doesn't have an artistic director it's like actually run by everyone which is what's really cool. Um, clubhouse. Throw money at them. Yeah. 
Oh, and now, well, now's a good time. I'll plug it at the beginning, but go see Eric's team, Rainbow Bright. Yeah, we're <laughs> a baby team. I know, but. And we're so um, excited to be together, and we have really good chemistry. I'm super excited to book some stuff. I think yeah. we're gonna. I think we're gonna do well. Yes. Um, yeah, we just started about a month ago, Rainbow Bright, and we're all UCB students, all of different levels. Um, I know myself, along with a couple other people, just graduated, and there's some other people in level three and level two. But it's but we just really get along. That's huge. It's so huge. Mm-hmm. So nice to be able to trust each other and to be. I mean, you ha- you gotta feel vulnerable if you're gonna make choices on stage and and i feel like we really trust each other and we have good chemistry and it's just so much fun and if you're not having fun then your audience isn't having fun yeah but it's a lot of fun yeah especially with uh improv well and stand-up too if you're not having fun no one is having fun isn't that true for most yeah that's true for most most jobs i felt like that as a teacher too like i knew when i was having good days and bad days as a teacher and when i was having fun i just i felt like this it went both ways and yeah. students were and vice versa. And I, when I was not, you know, in a good mood or having a positive day, I was doing a disservice to my students Yeah, in a way, you know? Yeah. No, I agree it's with collaborative. that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, cause I like it cause it's true. Um, oh man, we're already on, I feel like I'm just blowing through stuff. Um, because I knew I had a lot of stories, so I I feel like I'm like trucking through t- through stuff too fast. But uh, we're on your hometown news already. Hometown news. What do I have for hometown? Ooh, yeah. So I instead of doing small town news anymore, I ask the guest where they're from, and then I find a piece of good news from your hometown. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I miss that. I don't remember. I remember that. Uh, um, I just started changing it, and it's it's still technically small town news because cool. those places are. Yeah, I'm from Aurora, Illinois. Yeah, home of Wayne's World from 1990 something. I didn't 94, know that. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you guys have? Do you have like a museum? No, we have a huge. We have a huge statue of Wayne and Garth in the what? center. I'm just kidding. We don't. <laughs> Wouldn't oh. it be so cool if we did? <laughs> I got too excited. No, we don't. Um. What do we have in Aurora? Uh, no, but the only thing that's actually filmed in Wayne's World in Aurora was like <laughs> the White Castle or something. Oh. This is also, remember that part where there's like a huge needle with like cars like stacked through the needle? It's a huge, massive thing and it's part in Wayne's World. I think that was in Naperville, but they've taken it down since then. So no, uh. no. But for a while, like we were really cool for being from Aurora because yeah. of Wayne's World. yeah. Good couple of years. Um, where is Aurora? Is it like outside of Chicago? Aurora is like 50 minutes, 45 minutes west of Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's what I was thinking. I was talking to someone the other day and they asked where I was from. And I said, I'm from Chicago. Well, technically Aurora. And he said, well, then you're not from Chicago. I was like, well, you're being really <laughs> insensitive to my feelings right now. You didn't have to be rude about it. Like a stranger person? <sighs> I just uh, kind of uh, yeah. He's a stranger to me now. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a friend. It's uh, like someone. Yeah, somebody who gets real picky. Stupid. Well, where's he from? Uh, it was actually in Chicago when this happened. Oh. And um, I don't remember like Downers Grove, which I guess is a little closer. And so he says he's from Chicago, and he thinks that's okay. Whatever. Oh, anyway. I, I, yeah. I feel like uh, usually, usually when I'm in Chicago, I say I'm from Aurora, and usually here in LA, I'll say I'm from Chicago. It's just right. It's easier. It's easier. Yeah. But I am very proud of being from Aurora. I have a lot of great memories there, and I loved like high school. I went to West Aurora High School. So how I'm many? Very pro Aurora. Um, how many people in your high school? Total, I want to say like over a little over three thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like, a good size. Yeah. I loved high school, man. High school was so fun. I, I mean, I'm not like that guy that's like still like stuck in high school. Right. No, but I, at the time I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all I know bet. those people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't leave their home. No, not like there's anything wrong with not leaving your hometown, but they don't leave their hometown and they just talk about like the good old days. Yeah. That yeah. always bums me out just because like life doesn't stop. Like you can just keep having good old days. 
every day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Uh, Full of so much wisdom today. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I wonder if all our bits about tiny hands holding the world got cut out. I don't think so. We talked about it like nine times. Okay. I think we're fine. Good. I just want to make sure the audience gets some of that. <laughs> understand <laughs> that, guys. Children ha- are holding the future of our world in their tiny hands. Um. <clears throat> okay. Aurora News. Aurora. So I pulled two things. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. One of them... I just thought this was cute because uh, this was just in me Googling Aurora under news and it was like one of the top ones. Um, and then I like went and looked at local CBS stuff. But there's a, a Harry Potter festival is coming to Aurora. I have heard of this. <laughs> I actually knew that. That's so exciting. I was wondering if you had heard. Um they and I was super confused when I first opened the article because all it talks about is Harry Potter World in Florida, mm. and I was like, "Wait, did I click on the wrong state?" Because it just talks about all. It's like Harry Potter World is in Florida, and it talks all about how great it is. Mm. And then at the very end of the article, it's like, "Listen, Florida, <laughs> step off, all right? <laughs> yeah. Give us our moment. It's been a it's been a minute since Wayne's World. <laughs> we need something." God. Um. Then yeah. Then they go into be like, "Well, you know what." Now Hogwarts is coming to Aurora. Um, the fest is for all ages and celebrating Harry Potter. So I just said Harry Potter with like a slur. Harry Potter. No, you didn't. You actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But you did when you made fun of your like when you when you repeated it. You did. So maybe something slurred in your brain, but it it sounded totally normal. <laughs> um. It says this fest is for all ages and celebrating Harry Potter. Um. So there. That's what it says. I'm not saying that. <laughs> they printed this in the news. Um, save the date for Sunday, July 30th at Water Street Mall in Aurora. Also, really love that it's a mall. I feel like that's the best place for like a festival. Do you ever feel like whenever you walk into a mall, it's like, hello, 1999. Yes. <laughs> and you see like, what's that one store that's like, like there's like Hot Topic and Claire's. Claire's. And icing. All those. Yeah. I don't know what icing is. Icing is. Icing is the like cool, cool teenager version oh, of yeah. Claire's. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't go there. Um, I didn't go to Claire's either, but <laughs> like Aunt Annie's if you want like a cool pretzel. Yeah. What is Skechers. Paxson. Yes. I did buy it. I would go. We didn't have a mall in my town. We had to drive three hours to the next town. Uh, oh my gosh! To, and they had a tiny ass mall, but they did have a Paxson. Mm. I got all my stretchy jeans like from there. Things remembered. <laughs> you oh. need to get your mom like a little jewelry box and put her initials on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to love the Hallmark store. Mm-hmm. And then also at Who that, didn't love the Hallmark store. It was a great store. Yeah. Um, so much more than cards. Mm. They had Beanie Babies. They had precious moments. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday those weird stuff. Little, is that those weird little angels with the huge eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of creepy. Porcelain, porcelain angel dolls. Mm-hmm. And then my most favorite store that I would uh, make my mom go to me with me to was um. Randomly in Casper, Wyoming, they had like a wizard store that w- or like it was called magic St- merlin's magic or something mm. like that and mm. it- <laughs> oh why did i sound so excited <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. magic <laughs> i didn't have that growing up it was all like st- uh porcelain and stone dragons that are like painted that crazy iridescent paint mm-hmm. and they're all holding like crystal marbles sure. and balls and things like that speaking of magic hogwarts is coming to aurora <laughs> That's great. Thank you for getting uh, excited for Aurora. Uh, uh, so, th- what they're going to be having at the mall, uh, there will be vendors, crafting stations, Hogwarts classes in potions, herbology, wizards, chess, and care of magical creatures. Um, and uh, there'll be a Hogwarts Express mini train attraction. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. And also a costume parade. Way to go, Aurora. Uh, and then this is on the CBS local. And who the person who wrote this wrote in all capital letters at the bottom, I love Harry Potter. They're <laughs> yelling. You be going? Stop yelling at me. This is on the, AB, the CBS local website. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next, this is actually a nice piece of news, which um, 
pairs nicely with your story about Ella and her blankets. Um, and speaking of pairs, it's about twins. Oh my God, I did a segue. Two, you had two puns in one <laughs> episode. Um, so these two twins, 16 years ago, were born 100 days early in Aurora. Which is so, that's so many days. Wait, time out. How, how old are they now? They're 16 now, so they survived. Okay. Um, they're alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, it'd be terrible if they, I'm like, that wouldn't have been good news. No. <laughs> and they just had a beautiful funeral. Oh. They, they planted so many flowers they're 16 and they. Yeah, but 16 years ago, uh, they were born 100 days early, uh, which that's like, that's three months early that's over three months early that's That's crazy second trimester um and that's insane they were two pounds and 12 inches long each um and they they were they had a 10 percent chance of survival um and so she just went into labor 25 weeks into her pregnancy the mom did and they like they were born, but neither one of them was crying, which is like the scariest thing that can mm-hmm. happen when you're having a baby. Um, but they, so they went into the uh, NICU, um, and they they survived, and they're 16 now. And so for their 16th birthday, they are um, donating their or they're making a hundred blankets for all the babies in oh. the NICU. I love that. Yeah. That is a nice segue. That is a nice pair. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know? You know. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I just can't Wait, I'm not trying to say that, like, they survived so that they could make 100 blankets. Is that what it sounded like? Everything no. happens for... <laughs> you know what I was saying, that, right? Cause of because the, of your Because of the, the stuffed animals. Yeah. Because yeah, your story without... Wow. Them. We have a nice theme today. <laughs> What's the title going to be? Ooh. Hmm. Forgetting to, to record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Hank drops the ball <laughs> yeah. three times. Um, yeah, I really like I like it. Uh, I still just cannot get over how early 100 days is. And how tiny that is. Two pounds. And just the, the miracle that both of them survived. Mm-hmm. When, if you have two twins. Oh, that's so scary. Pregnancy is so cool. I was talking about this yesterday. Just oh the mere God, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a woman. My pain tolerance is just not there. Yeah. I don't ever want to do it. Much respect to people who give birth. Yeah. Uh, my friend Kendra is going to soon. And um, so I feel like maybe I've just been, she's always posting pregnancy stuff on Facebook. That I, I'm not saying that in a mean way. It's all good. She, it's all like very powerful being a woman stuff that she posts. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just so crazy, though. You make a human life and then you put it out into the world. And it's Kidding. like, it's like, hey, I like built a lung today. What did you do? Yeah. Well, I was on Facebook for about, you know, an hour and <laughs> yeah. I caught up on scandal this morning <laughs> and went to the gym. I went to the gym. <laughs> I went to the, yeah, well, I am constructing a human life inside of me that's going yeah. to come out of my body and the time yeah in the craziest way (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of weird so crazy yeah i like drove by a super pregnant lady on the street yesterday and i was like man she's got a whole human inside of her whole human right there she's just going about her day with a whole human inside. i wonder if i wonder if pregnant women feel productive though because sometimes i feel guilty about not doing anything Wonder if they're like, yes, I feel accomplished. I don't know. I I per I I feel like if I was pregnant, I would feel that way. You should. I'd be like, I did. I've I'm doing stuff every day. Every day, <laughs> whether you like it or not. I'm doing a lot of hard stuff. Some women say that being pregnant is like that was their favorite thing, and then there's others who, it's really not their fa- it's It's hard, but some women like love being pregnant. Love it. Because it is very cool. Um. Okay, now we are on to um, Animal Corner. (gasps) Animal Corner. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, this one I felt very happy about. There, so these retirees, these women are, um, they hang out and uh, at a retire, they're all at a re- retirement home in Milton, Massachusetts. And they hang out and they um, knit. Have you seen this one? It's so great. I almost used it on Friday. Uh, they knit little sweaters for chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so important. I'm so glad they do that. Um, and it actually has helped with like egg production has like increased and <laughs> the chickens are oh man i missed a cool segue speaking of pregnancy chickens laying eggs mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um it's always better to go back into it right. after the fact i appreciate it <laughs> i just love so much that they just hang out and they sit on a couch together they catch up they knit tiny little sweaters for chickens mm-hmm and then they those chickens survive longer and they do a better job laying eggs. Because New England winters are no joke, you know? Neither are those old ladies. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah. Good for them. Um, so that's Animal Corner. There's a little video Animal with them. Animal Corner. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess there's just not a whole lot more to say about that. It kind of speaks for itself. Sometimes it is what it is. You don't have to. Just let it be. You know what I mean? Right. Just picture some older women. Old (laughs) ladies just knitting little sweaters for chickens, right? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Who doesn't like that? That's all. If you don't like that, that you're the devil. (laughs) There's no disputing that. (laughs) That's all. That's all that needs to be said. Um, that wraps up all of my good news. Um, now we get to my favorite part. Her favorite part. <laughs> Where I get to ask you about a time in your life that you received good news or gave somebody else good news. Uh, just anytime you were affected positively by something that kind of changed. Changed my life. Changed your whole life. Forever. Um, yeah, I thought about this today because there's so many things, if you really think about it, yeah. that happen to us that make us shape us into the people that we are. Um, and I narrowed down to a couple, but I'm going to talk specifically about one because it's so simple. And it's something that as a teacher I've thought a lot about as well and I've hopefully tried to do when um, appropriate. But I remember specifically in high school there was a moment when my – she was an English teacher at the time. She was also the drama director at the high school that I went to. <clears throat> she pulled me aside after class one day. She goes, Eric, you should be a teacher. You'd be a great teacher. Mm. And it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? You see what I great. did there? Yeah, that was great. Because <laughs> um, I think that I probably up until, I mean, I was in high school at this point, wanted to be a teacher already. But at the same time, it made me like want it more. And just hearing that from an educator that I so admired was monumental, I think, in my um, young life. Because then I did go on to be a teacher. And I remember that it's specific, I was in high school, and specifically at that moment I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a teacher. And so um, so that was really big in my life, in my, career, or my, my high school career, I guess. And so then I went on to teach um, – but then in teaching, I taught Spanish and theater for five years. And um, I remember loving, I loved teaching. And I still love education. It's very um, important to me. But I remember watching my students on stage because then I was a theater director too, thinking, I want to do that. I want to do that again. And I remember admiring my students so much that were on stage and having yeah yeah exactly having so much admiration for my students and learning so much from my students as a high school teacher and thinking I could do that why didn't I I could do that and so then I um first moved to Chicago to pursue acting and now I'm in LA pursuing acting and it's just one of those examples of like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and who knows I mean maybe I would be here sitting on this couch in this exact moment if my teacher didn't say that but I kind of like to think that 
making that decision because of what she said to me yeah. in that moment, it set me on this journey to go into education and going into education set me on a journey to, to be an actor. Um, but now there's, you know, we've talked about the, my web series and I'm working on the substitute where mm-hmm. I'm a substitute teacher in a classroom and just, and I interact with students in <clears throat> little funny situations and that's what the web series is about. And to be able to work on that project that combines all of my passions, both acting and education, um, is really special to me. Yeah. Really, it's, it's, and it's one thing to work as an actor on really anything. Yeah. A working actor is a happy actor, but to work on something that you're passionate about and to where the stars align in that way is just like, you can just, the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. It's really exciting. So that's one thing in my life that really uh, affected me. And I have her to thank that teacher to thank for that. I really like that. Uh, I also really like to think that everything happens for a reason. And I love thinking, I think I was talking about this. I just repeat myself every week with this, but I, I think I was talking to my last guest about how I love thinking back about the, how meeting different people leads to different things in life. And sometimes maybe you have a bad experience with a person down the road. But when I think about people who I'm like, ugh. I don't, that relationship was bad or whatever. When I think about where I am now, I also wouldn't have met, you know, like it all happens for a reason. I wouldn't be, you never would be where you are without meeting and talking or people saying a sentence to you that maybe changes your course. And I think it's, it's, it it helps us to lead a, what's the word? Not a, well, yeah, I could say happy life, but a, a life. We're, we're a full a fulfilled life or a life where we're grateful mm-hmm. when we note those moments in our past that got us to where we are today. Yeah. That being said, in the moment when things are down or, or confused or not sure about something, to not necessarily try to jump to those conclusions right away. And just yeah. to, it's okay to sit in that unknown. It's okay to sit in that uncomfortable situation where you are interacting with someone that you don't appreciate, yeah. like you said. Um, sit in that and be uncomfortable and be upset. Um, don't try to jump to those conclusions too quickly. Um, they will happen and you will, you will see later on why this interaction happening right now is happening. You don't have to, um, force conclusions, you know? So I think, yeah, like being present and sitting in that, but at the same time, noting the past and noting what got you to where you are Mm -hmm. so that you can be content is really important. Yeah. I think it also kind of like recognizing the impact that others have on you it sort of takes it out of yourself a little bit like you wouldn't be able to nobody would be where they are anywhere in the world without other people we've got you know it's like a well and i think about how when you and i met we met in a class um it was a commercial uh, audition class with Mm -hmm. chris game and I remember you talked about this podcast. Yeah. And I was I was so excited about that because and this is nowhere near the level of production this podcast is at because it's on Facebook, but every Friday <laughs> which is, you know, anyone everyone's on Facebook. But every Friday I'll pick three random things that have happened throughout the week and put them in just a bullet point list because I think there's so much crap on Facebook. Yeah. And it's so negative news is so addictive. Um we feed off of it, myself mm-hmm. included. It's like gossip. Yeah. But to put something out there once a week, hey, these three good things happened. And I remember at that time I was doing that. I was like, we need to, we need to be friends. Yeah. Because it was the I same. you talking to me. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Eric. We need to be friends. <laughs> um, again, n- nowhere near a full production like this. But if I wasn't doing that and if you weren't doing this, yeah, we would have never talked that day and become friends. And yeah, everything happens for a reason. And same mindset, too. Of just what else can we talk about? (laughs) Well, and I think like especially, and this is everywhere in the country, the world, but especially in L.A., it's so important to build a tribe Mm -hmm. that you want to be a part of, that builds you up. Yeah. Right? So um, I think good energy or not good energy, like energy creates like energy Mm -hmm. or attracts like energy. Yeah. Right? So we surround ourselves with people that we want to surround ourselves with, whether they build you up or not. Right. So I guess our goal is to always be around like minded people that build us up and challenge us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also this is a this is a segue, but I almost want to change the 
when I read, uh, there's a, a, oh my God, I'm using so many tiny words. Um, there's a website and a news source called Positive News based in the UK who does like really awesome print, huge, like fat issues quarterly of positive news. And they use a term that I like so much more than positive news, I re- even though that's the name of their magazine, but they call it solution-based news, hmm. which I love so much. Um, solution-based and production or like productive-oriented news. So the idea is like, because I feel like sometimes when you hear the word positive, it's like everything's sunshine and rainbows and like it's that connotation. But really the whole idea behind these conversations and like um bringing up good things is to be solution based like how do we keep solving problems instead of only complaining about them this oh, is that's a big so su- true yeah. yeah i remember um on a feel good friday um uh, on facebook one of one of the points was that um god i'm gonna butcher it now because i don't have it in front of me but um a very large number of um, muslims want to say or i feel like it was muslims like raised money for a jewish synagogue yes am i right i almost did this one today yeah but, uh i think i had also seen it on your thing so i was gonna try and surprise you with some oh um yeah but i, I remember like how beautiful like so so but yeah so a group of muslims raised enough money to rebuild a, a synagogue that was um under attack and i remember someone commented on it well well, why was it under attack? I'm like, okay, that's that's important to look at too. But can we just celebrate the fact that we are a community in which people of different religions and ethnicities and ideas are coming together and supporting each other for the common good? Like, anyway, my point is, is I appreciate what you said, and it, it is so easy. Like I said, it's addictive. It's easy just to bitch and yeah. to complain, and I I fall into that trap all the time. Oh, me too. You know, and there's nothing wrong with feeling sad or feeling upset. Yeah. But note that, and when you're when you're done with that feeling, get ready to be productive yeah. and change it. Well, and that's why I like the term solution-based and productive because it doesn't discard the fact that there are negative things that happen. It's not like, just pretend bad things aren't happening. It's more of the it's mindset all right, of great. Like, now what solve. are we going to do about it? Yeah, let's yeah. move forward. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, I just like that term a lot and I want to keep using it more when I describe what the podcast is or just like point of view in general because I'm a positive person but I don't ever want to come across as like bad feelings never happen and right always happy. <laughs> or that there's an, or that there's something wrong with bad feelings because yeah. right. you can't there yeah you have to always have both I'm pretty sure I've said that sentence in every podcast there's always a balance guys you have to have both mm-hmm. and it's just because it's true yeah and there's always going to be problems uh just no matter what but we got to keep hopefully we replace old problems with better problems keep on keeping on yeah it's a good day to have a good day (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a good day ain't nobody gonna cry today i hope uh other people out there listen to that song by the nappy roots (laughs) i really wish you could watch her dance right now it was beautiful (laughs) um well i despite uh not recording so many times I think we got the gist. Yeah. <laughs> we did a good job. What a fun time. I had my our mimosas and then mm-hmm. my four month old Arby's shake that was so good. Fre- freezers don't have an expiration date. No, freeze burn doesn't exist. <laughs> this is solution based. I, I scraped <laughs> off the top of the freezer burn and yeah. it's all good. It's still really delicious you put a cardboard cup in a freezer and it's good it's fine for years. it's totally fine <laughs> we're fine um thanks so much for coming over today i had fun this was fun time thanks for having thanks for having me yeah um all of the stuff will be on the facebook i'm really gonna be good about doing that from now on i'm really gonna put all the links i'm gonna do it do it um and I'm sorry for my actions in the past of not doing that. Someone called me out on not on not putting references up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I just yeah. want places for people to, especially since this is audio, for them to be able to try and see stuff like yeah, those billboards. Like the billboards. I was butchering, trying to mm-hmm. explain. It's like a piece of art, but like 
nature. It's like covering up. It's like covering up <laughs> mountains, but like, like not covering them? up mountains because like you can see the mountains, but the <laughs> billboards are there. Okay, thank yeah, you. So you can go see it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody, go create solutions. Da da da. Uh, good news later, everybody. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming today. Thank you, Hank. I had a great time. Thanks for listening to the Good News Podcast. If you like the stories and want to know more about them, check out the Facebook page at Hello and Good News. Or also, and in addition, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news. And rate and review. been a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now